Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Hi guys, this is Vicky McLeod. Welcome back to the podcast. I can't believe it is already three weeks since Strength and Depth, but here we are with my Sid Sounds, finally. Coming up, you will hear short interviews with a wide variety of people from the event. The organiser, Ollie Mansbridge, coach John Singleton, victorious athlete Jacqueline Dahlstrom, the elated Andre Uday, proud agent Snorri Barron, some of the dedicated volunteers like Judge Elaine Ennis and MC Sam LaRoche, team CrossFit Sirencester and Scott Britz from Battle Cancer, quick chats with the guys from Whoop and Knocko, and a big, big loved-up squeeze from mindset coach Alex Hipwell. But let's start with Karen Simmons, mum of Elliot, who I met on day one, event one of the weekend. I'm with Karen, who just happens to be... I thought she was just like the woman who bounced me out of places. <laughs> Turns out she's actually also Elliot Simmons' mum. Yep, that's right. That's right. And how does it feel to watch him competing? Oh, I'm so nervous for him. I think I probably have more nerves than he does. And it's, but it's something I've done as he's grown up, so I'm not going to stop now. Have you been working as a volunteer for Strength in Depth for a long time? Um, I did Strength in Depth in February for them. And then this is the second one, so yeah. So this yeah. is kind of a good way of keeping your mind off things. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I love the CrossFit environment anyway. Um, so if I can give something to the CrossFit environment, which is really, really supportive of obviously my son, then uh, yeah, I'll do it. So, But oh. it does it does help, um, help me with my sort of nerves. Oh, he's a homeboy, <laughs> yeah. so he should be getting some seriously loud support. I hope so. Yeah, I do hope so. I've just kept an eye on the first heat scores, so I know what we're looking out for. What have we got to be? So 17. 43 I think or thereabouts so. can, it, can he do it? Yeah of course he can of course he can <laughs> I've got every faith bring every it on faith. bring it on yeah absolutely thank you thanks Scott Britton, it's day two of Strength in Depth. I've just found him in the media. The media, uh, I don't know the word is, I guess, huddle. And uh, he is not only competing this weekend in the Community Cup, but he is also the uh, the face of Battle Cancer. Hello, Scott. Hello. Thank you for having me. I mean, like, face is correct. Brain, probably not so much. Um, tell me about Battle Cancer and um, how it started. Yeah, so I mean, we, we started now almost five years ago. For me, it was a concept of I was really bad individually at fundraising for charity. I would never inspire or do enough individually. So what I wanted to do was get as many people who was like me to have one single focus, and that was through an event. Because if I could get a thousand people who were not very good at fundraising together, that would be a thousand times whatever that is. So the idea was to use the functional fitness community, CrossFit community, people who didn't want to do a marathon, didn't want to climb a you know a mountain, but loved to pick up a dumbbell or a you know a, a kettlebell or to go on a rowing machine, and to come up with an idea that everybody could do the same thing, because cancer is not selective. Cancer goes for elite athletes, it goes for children, it goes for loved ones. It doesn't choose. You know, it's not indiscriminate like that. It's not an elite and RX and a scaled. So our idea was that we wouldn't have that in our event. Everybody would be equal. This scalability, if you need an adaption due to whether you're an active athlete, whether you've just had surgery or treatment, but everybody does the same thing. So over the past five years, it's been 
trying to expand that to different countries, languages, faces. You know, we've supported now 40 plus charities, fundraised two and a half million pounds in the past four years. So we're getting there, we're getting there, you know. And I say we, it's not me, it's the people who do our events. Um, and we've got a partnership with CrossFit, Nike, Whoop, Noco, all these people that believe that we can inspire people to either return to fitness when they've had treatment, or if somebody's been affected, if they've lost someone, or you know, they're supporting someone through cancer, they can do something on one day to celebrate or remember that person. So we're, we're, we're getting there, we've got, we're not where I think we can go, but we're very lucky and I've got a phenomenal set of people that believe in it as well. So how does it work as an athlete? You sign up for an event and, and you raise money or you donate money or what does it happen? So you sign up as a team of four. Everything we do is teams because again, we believe that the only way you get through things is together. Um, and then you can choose a charity. We suggest some to you, but you can choose anyone you want. We also have our own as well, which is where we do fully funded fitness classes for people who finish their cancer treatment. So we currently support about 300 people a month through that across the world. We've got events here. We've got uh, programs in Brazil, Canada, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, everywhere. Um, but then you choose to fundraise. And what we say is that every pound or dollar or euro that you fundraise is an extra point on your leaderboard score. So if you fundraise 10,000 pounds, you start with 10,000 points on your score. So it's a way of equaling out. Maybe you're not the best athlete in the world, but if you care and you fundraise and you inspire people, you should be celebrated as much as the best elite athletes. Now I'm motivated. I'm motivated because I can't do a pull up or anything. So. Well, we use no barbell and no gymnastics. So everything you do will be either bodyweight movement, kettlebell, dumbbell, sandbag, row or bike. So we have no barbell, no pull-ups, no handstand walking, none of that. <laughs> but if you can do that stuff, you should do our event. You know, our events are just as hard, you just don't do fancy skills. So where do you come into Spain? So we have an event in Barcelona in September, we do. Really? Yes, we do. We're just, actually, we've moved it to October. So we've got an event in Barcelona in October. So a place called uh, uh, Playground, the Playground, I think they just changed the name. But it's an event, Central Barcelona. We are gonna be at Fittest Freakest uh, event as well. We're vending there, we've got some really cool stuff we're gonna launch there. And then we're gonna have a takeover tour in Barcelona. So you'll see us in gyms all over Barcelona. And then we've got our Barcelona event in, uh, in October. Uh, you gonna, I'm gonna give you my number. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so you can come. Yeah, we can come. Done. And who are you supporting here this weekend, Zach? George. <laughs> He's my boy. Why is he your boy? Oh, we've been friends for like the past four or five years, going holiday with each other. Um, and I've just, I've seen the, what he went through the COVID year when he qualified and then CrossFit kind of changed some of the rulings and then he didn't get to go to the games. Yeah. And then the, the following year, in terms of his injuries, like, you know, and he's, I, I have seen the dedication, the hard work, the time, the passion, and, and he's, you know, he's someone that, you know, message me, ask me how I am. I message him, ask him how he is, and we spend time with each other. And I think I feel as much uh, emotion as like he's going through. So you, you vicariously live through what's going on in front of you. Hence the reason you'll see lots of pictures of me screaming, screaming and my voice doesn't normally sound like this. Um, so yeah, very much that. And then in the women, for me, really good friends with Emma McQuaid, Sam Briggs, uh, Amy Kringle. So those girls, I really want all three of them to get through. Um, me and Emma and Sam, we all have the same training group. Uh, through Red Pill, um, so yeah, it's um, my, I'm constantly like living and dying with those people on the floor. Um, I think they'll all get through. I think they're all going to get through. They're looking good.
good. Yeah, they're all amazing. They're all amazing. Okay, well, best of luck for your mate. Thank you so and much. Thank you. Good no, thank you for speaking to me. I will see you in Spain. You will. Perfect, thank you. for everything CrossFit? Everything uh, CrossFit and training related, yes. So, is this the first time that Whoop has come outside of America to visit a CrossFit event? Yes, it is. Uh, we looked at strength and depth uh, pre-pandemic and then uh, obviously the world had other plans. But uh, it's an amazing event. I've been to a few semifinals so far this year and this one is uh, top notch. What are the origins of the brand? How did it all begin? So, Whoop began at Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Our founder, Whoop Will Ahmed, he played squash uh, as a varsity athlete. And uh, he some days he would show up at practice and have a lot of energy, and other days he, he had less energy. And he couldn't really understand like what the difference was. More or less, it seemed like he was having the same day. And he started doing research and found that there was something called heart rate variability which there was no way at the time to track that yet. So he wrote his thesis on this and then started forming a team to solve this problem of how do we find these secrets about your body that it's trying to telling you that there's no way to quantify. And that's really, over the course of a few years, how Whoop went from something you actually had to plug into the wall uh, and looked like an old internet modem to basically this now form factor on your wrist over the course of basically a decade. So it's hugely well known in the CrossFit community. How has CrossFit impacted on, on Whoop? It's one of those things where the community really brought us in. Um, it makes sense, right? You know, we're tracking your biometric data, giving you feedback, similarly to how we have benchmark workouts in CrossFit, and we're always measuring our progress. So, um, honestly, a lot of the decisions we've made about colorways and new app features, uh, software features, have been driven a lot by the CrossFit community. CrossFit community. How do you guys get involved with what we're doing? In terms of strength and depth or just generally? So we look at a lot of different things. When we can get involved in local competitions, we try and do so and we try we try and help out uh, nonprofits. We've partnered with Battle Cancer. Uh, we try and work with local ones in Boston, such as the Phoenix. And then, like you said, these events, how do we create community engagement? So the, prior to this, the last event we were at was Wadapalooza, and what was most important to us is creating a memorable experience for anybody that comes and giving them access. So obviously, it's a little bit different at a CrossFit semifinal because there's less access to athletes. Uh, but even just here, we did a little takeover at uh, Royal Docks CrossFit uh, with, with Craig Ritchie the other day. So we packed the house for a few hours and gave people something that hopefully they're going to take from this experience. Hey, I had a great time at that class. That's what we try and do at these events. How do you personally see CrossFit developing in Europe? What's your vision of the future? For CrossFit or for whooping CrossFit? Whoop and CrossFit. I think uh, it, to me it feels like the brand awareness is a little bit less, maybe just a little bit far, a little bit behind in the U.S. Um, but that's good. It, it allows us to, uh, you know, speak to an audience that 
are different and it you know I think it will continue to expand so you know our main countries right now are uh, Germany and then English speaking areas of Europe really kind of the main marketing channels and as we continue to uh, make the app native to your country so it's it we're currently right now the only other language you can get the whoop app in is German it will continue to go into different languages and I think that will help communicate because obviously CrossFit we can all you know speak the language we know the methodology right but that's universal whether or not you you can read what's happening or hear the the coach of you know a class in Spain even if you don't speak Spanish you still can go do the class hopefully that's you know the level we can get to where you're understanding your strain your recovery in your in your native tongue. Okay, and this is a question I just want for myself. I probably don't need to have it on the. I just want to know why does it? Why is there not a way of telling the time on a whoop? <laughs> no, that's a fair question. Um, so, like I said, we went through a lot of different form factors, uh, and one of them actually did look like a watch. It didn't have a watch face, but it looks like a watch. And the reason we do it is because. We put all the energy and power that the Whoop has into pulling the highest quality data. So if even just by adding a watch face, we're taking away some of that power and that battery life, all and right. we're not going to be able to give you the highest quality data. That's more efficient. And more accurate. So for us to you know do the validations that we do uh, on the technology, you know, we wanted to have the best possible sampling rate and data pulling and the ability to, you know, put everything into the product. Something you had to give. So, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's always looking at their phone anyway, so <laughs> why not? <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm with CrossFit Siren Sister. Please introduce yourself. So, I'm Anna. I'm David. I'm Steve. And I'm Candy. Candy. Wow, the cool, that's a sweet name. <laughs> okay, tell what which uh, which workout have you guys just done? So we just did workout two, which was that the bike, uh, dumbbell cleans, and the worm lunges. Now the worm is famous for being a real M, M, an M, uh, what do I say, motherfucker. I was really what I want to say, but I should really say mofo. How was it? Well, we actually train on the worm a lot at our box, so that's the bit we found the easiest out of this workout. We our aim was to not get any no reps, just work really consistently as a team, and we executed that fine. It was more the bike and the dumbbells that were the issue. <laughs> uh, how, which, what's the hardest bit for you? Uh, I think because I'm a lot taller than the girls, it's the worm for me, but I don't. What about you? No, I'm, I'm going to say probably the assault bike, just because it's a bit different to the bike what we use at the gym, so trying to match the same kind of wattage yeah. is slightly harder, but overall it's still brilliant. Brilliantly tough. <laughs> um, um, how do you think the team's doing this weekend? Yeah, we're doing well. We're two events in, and I think we've done our best so far, so fingers crossed for our third event today and then tomorrow that we smash it, really. Yeah. What's, in, what's the best bit about being in a team? to do it together on the, on the on the floor. I mean, you've got the support of your teammates. If you're feeling like you can't go on, they pick you up. Or Steve tells you, you are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. to wear the same clothes uh, all weekend. <laughs> like twins. Did you, did you get a lot of blue t-shirts organised? Oh, we got blue and pink. <laughs> and yeah, we're we're the most colourful t-shirts going, I think. And, uh, <laughs> That's what drew me to you. That's where you go. <laughs> and um, is this your first time at Strength in Depth? No, this is our third. This is our third, but yeah. this is Candy and Steve's first time in the team. Yeah. So they're doing amazing. Yeah, very impressed. Well done, guys, and keep smashing it. Brilliant. No, thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Thank you. Thank you.
Fun to see you here at Strength in Depth. Fancy that. How are we getting on? Fantastic. Amazing women here, and it's just they're executing, they're listening. I'm also listening, but most importantly, like they put the work in, and it's just so beautiful to watch them now perform on the dance floor. You're responsible for the mental health and safety of two, two <laughs> of the athletes here today, aren't you? Mental health and safety. I like the way you put that. Yes, uh, yes, I am, and it's an absolute pleasure. So at the moment, we're watching Katerina, who is a rookie, a semi finals rookie. She's come over from Germany and she uh, just got fourth place in the lifting, which is really cool. And now we're doing uh, event four, which is a mean event, I think. So, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think um, on one side it's great because you're never really overusing one particular muscle group. Um, I think a lot of them are going to underestimate this, uh, the deadlifts, even though they've all trialed the workouts. Um, there's been more talk about the, you know, toe bars and the and the handstand walks and so forth. But I think you know, underestimating how these goddamn uh, ke uh, kettlebell deadlifts are, because you've got to get further down to the ground. Yeah, so you do. yeah, I, I really feel that a lot more of my hammies when I do it. Yeah, but also just even quads. Like you're squatting more in a kettlebell deadlift than you are, yeah. you know, normally. Um, so they just want to get out, get them done, grind through it, get them done, and get up on your hands and start moving into those handstand walks. It's going to come down to, personally, I think, coming down to your breaks. So really sticking to the plan, not letting your mind go away, and really counting backwards like I do with my girls, getting them to focus on counting backwards, uh, which is not a habit, and it makes you focus and then move when you're supposed to move. So putting discipline in place. Exactly, and also warming up the mind. You know, you warm up your body and everything, but as it's been proven many times, and, and once again, that when your mind is done, you have 60% left in the tank, in the body in the body and it's proven this is like there's evidence to go with this so when you think you're done you've actually got 60% left of what you're actually capable of doing so when you believe in that you will achieve what you've worked for and how are they how are you teaching them to believe in that or is that secret sauce there is a bit of secret sauce because we like a bit of hot sauce um, but to be honest um, it comes down to practice the same as training you need to train your mind uh, and allow yourself to understand that you are not not your thoughts. It is human nature, it is our DNA to think. You cannot not think and uh, to really just get rid of that uh, when you can and just keep reminding yourself when you do doubt yourself, like anyone does, uh, with like imposter syndrome. Same thing for the athletes. You know, they don't believe they can, they compare themselves, but most importantly, you are not your thoughts. I am not my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. I got this. I love you. I love you too, Vicky. Right, now I'm with Lovisa Lofgren, who is the Global Events Coordinator for NOCO. Hiya! Yes, that's right, yeah. It's very noisy here, but we'll manage. It is very noisy, but we're all fine, yeah. It's Saturday afternoon. Have you been enjoying it so far at Strength and Depth? Yeah, very much. It's obviously much busier today, and I feel like everybody is just pumped to be out on the floor again and see people actually compete on the floor, yeah. Known brand in the CrossFit community, but can you tell me about the origins of the brand? How did it start? So it's a Swedish company, obviously, and it was founded years back in Sweden. And now we're just trying to make our move out globally, which obviously succeeding, hopefully. I'm uh, just very happy to be a big part of the CrossFit community, and actually, you know, I've been here supporting our athletes as well. So. How is 
has CrossFit impacted or influenced Noco as a brand? I feel like it goes like really well hand in hand with, with our brand values and about you know CrossFit and, and the community is so much that that we want to support as a, as a brand as well with you know the dedication but also the community as a global kind of brand and, and just supporting each other. And in what ways does NOCO give back to the CrossFit community? How do you guys get involved? Well, we have a really close collaboration with Battle Cancer, uh, who we are obviously uh, global partners with, and I'm very, very proud to be a big part of that. And then we are really proud of our global ambassador team that we have, a lot of them trying to make their ways to the game. So we're just proud to support them in that journey, yeah. Why has NOCO decided to come to Strength in Depth? Why did you choose to come to London? It feels like we've had such a close relationship with Sid and Oli in particular you know over the past years and um, it's really I feel like it's in in the Sid DNA as well as in the Noco brand DNA to kind of do this together uh, and we're just happy to have this event as as one of our kind of main events that we actually do in the CrossFit community. And being a big European brand in CrossFit how do you see CrossFit emerging in Europe how, how is it doing do you think? Really well I mean we just launched the mango flavor here uh, in in the UK, which has been flying oh, off I the top. Yeah, you have uh, We do have some in okay. the fridge. Yes, yes. So I've got some in there. Get for me you. one. Yes, of course, of course. And obviously, we've seen over the last few years how how it's been. We've really managed to build a great kind of uh, buzz and vibe around the brand, and just feel happy about people actually enjoying not just the product, but actually being a part of the whole brand and the whole experience that we want to support. Do you do CrossFit? I do. Yeah. Oh. Where yes. do you train? Uh, CrossFit Nordic in Sweden, so yes. No training this weekend then? No training. Well, I'm, I'm getting sweaty enough to watch everybody on the floor. So. I bet you're getting your steps in though. I am, yes, for sure, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Louisa. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm with Sam LaRoche. He is one of the MCs for this weekend, Strength and Depth, and he's got five minutes for me before he has to get back on the floor. Hey, Sam. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. It's been a very busy weekend for you guys, and you're splitting two arenas between three people. How are you? How is your voice? Uh, as you might be able to hear, it's a little hoarse, shall we say, but um, yeah, splitting it between two, two floors between three people, it's pretty busy, but definitely doable. What is it like being out there calling the shots for and calling the, uh, the action, as it were, on the floor? To be honest, it's incredibly exhilarating. Um, it's really good because you, you're, you don't feel like you're on your own. You have got a, an amazing team around you. When you're on the elite floor, you have um, the broadcast team around you, and they're really, um, really sort of genuine. But also the crowd, the spectators, and even the athletes just going, finding that extra gear in a workout just gives you something to say, which then sparks off something else. And it just... It, for me, it just really flows, and I, I love it personally. How long have you been working as an MC? Uh, so I've only actually been working as an MC for just just a year now. Actually, um, it's kind of a funny story behind that. That um, strength in depth. I was a judge at strength in depth uh, in 2020 um, on the community cup floor, and uh, one of the MCs had uh, gone to the toilet, but they needed to start, so they. Um, Basically, one of the, the, the floor managers gave me the clipboard and gave me the microphone and said, Sam, you're up, you're doing this heat. And, and that was it, really. A star is born. Absolutely, absolutely.
absolutely. Yeah, I um, I had I had one chance before that at um, a very small box comp which raises money for uh, for charity, um, and I, I loved it. And then yeah, that's how it, how it came about. So, uh, what are the challenges being an MC? What are the things that you you might trip up doing? Um, so tr the challenges of being an MC is trying to find relevant things to say that people actually want to hear. Um, obviously, the people that are on the com the, the, the spectators that are around the competition floor can see what's going on. Um, but being an MC is for me is more about the the background work, the things you do beforehand. So knowing what you're talking about when you're talking, especially on the elite floor. Talking about your elite athletes um, and and talking as if you as if you know them personally almost and doing enough research that you know them personally. Um, I'm really fortunate that I have uh, a guy. I run another podcast. I, I have a guy on that podcast who really helps me out with that. Um, so he uh, so he's actually here uh, uh, this weekend. He's this Tom Fordy. So he runs Chalk and Fit the Chalk and Fitness podcast, um, and he is the stats man. He knows everything there is to know about pretty much everything. Um, so he sort of created my cheat sheet for this weekend that I then studied inside out so that I know everyone everything about everybody that's Olympic level nerd that yeah he's more he, he's more he has more knowledge in his little finger than I will ever have you know so that's good so it's a really good it's a really good um, backup system to have and uh, what do you think about the last day is everybody gonna bring it have you done a semi-final event before um, I have never I've been at a semi well I've never been at a semi-final before actually because they, this is the first year of semi-finals. I was at the obviously the strength and depth sanctional in 2020, um, but I think today it's already madly busier than it was yesterday at this point, and it is about to go off on this competition floor. Um, I'm literally just about to walk out and uh, do the rope climb workout for the yeah the rope climb workout for the women. That's that's the, that's the most exciting one of the weekend. Uh, arguably, arguably yes. So I'm hoping. That well, I know, I don't even hope, I know that they're going to go full send on this workout, which is incredible. Well, thank you very much. Good luck. Don't mix up your, don't mix up your Dahlstroms with your McQuaids. Absolutely. I don't, to be honest, I don't think there's any chance of that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. Bless you. I'm here with Elaine Ellis. She is one of the judges this weekend at Strength and Depth. Hey, Elaine. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Are you guys are having a very busy weekend. You, have, like, you literally just grabbed 20 minutes now on Sunday afternoon. Busy, busy since, sun, since Friday. Since Friday, yeah. I flew in on Thursday, actually. And then we came and did some run-throughs on Thursday. So we've done all day Friday, all day Saturday, and all day today. Tell me about being a judge for one of these events. I mean, it's extremely complex. You must have to know so much about CrossFit, but also be able to stay super cool under pressure. Yes, you have to remain calm in amongst all of the mayhem that's going on behind you. You have to remain focused within the standards. Keep your cool, keep your focus on your athlete and blank everything else out. How long have you been working as a judge? I will be seven years this September as a judge. Um, I run Irish fitness judges in Ireland and I judge across the UK and some European competitions and uh, mostly all of our CrossFit competitions back in Ireland. Why do you do it, Elaine? Ooh, great question. <laughs> 
Um, I love um, being able to move the sport forward. Um, I have seen the sport grow over the last couple of years and it can only get better. Um, I think the judges play a really integral part of that. Um, and I would like to see CrossFit keep continue to grow. So as judges, I don't think competitions can go and go ahead without every volunteer, every crew, judges and everybody else who make up that jigsaw piece. So I will continue to move, hopefully move the sport forward. So what will be your next competition that you're judging in this year? In less than three weeks' time, we have a very big competition in Ireland called Irish Fitness Championships. That is my next competition. And then I'm very full on for the rest of the year. I have a competition nearly every weekend until I think so far as much as I can think of, the last one I will have, I think, is Filthy 150 in October. Wow, that's a lot of time you're giving to this sport. Yes. I hope everyone appreciates you. <laughs> I definitely think they appreciate us all. Um, we definitely feel appreciated at every competition that we go. It's long and tiring, but we definitely feel appreciated from the community, yeah. I want to ask a stupid girl question now. I want to know how much rehearsal it takes for you to walk in lines and do all that kind of military stuff that you do. Yeah. Um, that takes, that, that just comes with a lot of practice over the coming competitions and we're all, we're all kind of very used to the way that we're all supposed to stand and line up and walk out so it becomes a little bit second nature after a long period of time. And what does it feel like when you have to no rep an athlete? I mean, I've seen you being pretty tough on people this weekend. Yep. Um, but you, you don't think about it, you have to think about the standards and you have to think about the reps and you have to just be very confident with your calls and just, it's a no rep, it's a no rep. No rep! <laughs> I don't want to be in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> My lads say that every day. <laughs> Thank you so much Elaine. Thank you. Have a lovely, lovely last day. Thank you so much. This is where I would have put my Justin Berg interview if my recording machine hadn't freaked out on me. I can't believe the only interview I don't have to play for you is the one with the GM of the games. I grabbed the chance to speak to Justin on day three and he was extremely impressed by what he had seen at Sid. The community support, the atmosphere and passion for the sport were all very much in evidence to him. He also told me that CrossFit were considering hosting other events in the future in Europe but I don't think that means that we will see the games here anytime soon. And he did say that he would do a longer interview with me. So, Justin, let's make that happen. So now we are going to the final part of the weekend and everything and everyone just gets a little bit louder and more excited. So sorry in advance for any funky audio that's coming up. Bridge. It has been a really intense three days of competition. Has it been a success from your point of view? Well, we've still got uh, the final event to go, so let's not speak too soon. But so far, so good. And uh, Friday was um, definitely learned some lessons on Friday. We've refined things on Saturday, and then Sunday so far, so good. So um, yeah, but like I said, not not quite there yet. So we can't. Uh, break out the uh, champagne quite yet. And the party's not over afterwards either, because you've got, I guess, two days of breaking this whole lot down again. Yeah, well, depends on how tonight goes uh, and how many people stick around, to be honest. <laughs> so, 
How many volunteers have you had here this weekend? So all in all, it's about 300 people who have contributed to the success of this event. So, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I'm, to be honest, I'm blown away and sometimes speechless at people's generosity for, to give up their time to contribute to an event like this because it's hard, long days um, for not a huge amount of award other than the intrinsic, I guess, uh, gratification that you've contributed to something that's brought a lot of value to literally thousands of people. So, um, so very grateful for for people's help and uh, yeah, can't thank them enough. Well, it's been a great. I've had a great time. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, congratulations. Thanks again. Thanks for being such an awesome part of the team and jumping in last minute. It's been great. Thank you. I'm Andre Hude, and he's here, and he's going to the games. Well done. Thank you. Can't How'd believe you feel? it. How do you feel? I'm so happy. It's it's unbelievable from 19th place in the first event and a big comeback. Yeah, just... it was exciting to watch you. It was exciting to do it and nerve-wracking at the same time. Uh, it took a lot of mental strength as well as physical strength to go to fight back from where you started. And you showed a lot of people what you can do this weekend. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely took a lot of focus. I think one of the toughest things is just staying focused the whole weekend and yeah, just kind of <clears throat> only be there to do the events and the rest of the time you just sit upstairs and you relax and you zone out. You almost imagine you're not here and you're just at home watching Netflix and then, <laughs> you know, you turn it up and down constantly. I think that's what it took to, to do well this weekend and just happy I could stay focused. No shortcuts. Exactly. I'm in Snowy Barron. It's the end of day three of Strength and Depth. It's been a bit busy as usual over the semi-finals. It's got a lot of people in various places competing, but you must feel pretty happy right now, Snowy. Yeah, it's all really worked out this weekend. I mean, every single one of the people that I'm working with have done so well. And of course, it's a bit emotional with Solveig. I've been working with her for such a long time. And seeing her develop into the athlete she is today and, and qualifying in such a convincing and compelling fashion. That's also the... Uh, it's not like uh, luck or, or anything that, that had to do with it. It was just hard work. She stuck to it and she grounded out. This last event, she, she wasn't sure. She needed to really put on a performance, and that she did. She really did, and she like she she took she, she took herself inside out, basically. <laughs> yeah, but she seems to have that capability now, yeah. and uh, that's one of the changes. Of course, there's a lot of changes with her mindset, technique, consistency, and the way she approaches it. But also, she can go to that really, really dark place where very few can go. And, and, and she went there in that last event. And the other thing is she's not a professional athlete. She's not a full-time athlete. She's a student as well. She's a student, yeah. This girl is doing two things. Yeah, well, she's an Icelandic woman. They have tendencies <laughs> to, to, to be able to do multiple things at the same time and excel at all of it. Yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess your, your tickets are already booked for Madison. It actually isn't, but uh, I'm going to start looking into that right now. I, it looks like I have uh, 10 athletes there. So, yes. Wow. So uh, I must start getting busy to plan that. Yeah, well, thanks very much, Snowy. Good Thank job. You. Congratulations <laughs> to all your guys, and best of luck at Madison. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Okay, John Singleton. I haven't seen you for three days. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a busy three days. How are you feeling? I feel great now. Like, um, I think it's hard to comprehend how much work 
like you know not just me not just the athletes but the whole team put into like getting to this point and there's no guarantee that the results are going to come and so when they do come it's like just um, a really nice feeling and you know I'm so happy for Jacqueline like being able to stand at the top of the podium at a, a semi-event is in Europe is incredible. Like it's something she'll remember for the rest of her life, and to be able to make that happen is incredible. Solveig, you know, first year at the CrossFit Games, incredible, and also Christoph, his first semi-final event wins and placing top ten is also amazing. So like, just such a solid weekend. A big, big tick. For the weekend yeah you know in a tick you know we're, we're now taking four athletes through to the games and um, and that's something you know I think it pays testament to like, the team that we're building and what we're doing and uh, and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really happy you know like uh, <laughs> I'm going to need some time to uh, recuperate before games training and last but not least I caught the winner of the women's elite competition Jacqueline Dahlstrom on the way to the toilet for her drug test she was on her way to have a wee I need to have a wee now <laughs> okay, can, you, can you wee on demand? yeah I'm very good at this so. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> thank you that was amazing that's crazy no? that's crazy it wasn't crazy it was incredible I don't think I, I don't think it's uh, it hasn't fully sunk in yet uh, I've just had, I've actually, I've actually had a really good time this weekend and I managed to just focus on doing my thing and then, you know when you, when you know that you did your best and you don't, you don't get like too caught up in what the other people are doing, you're just kind of staying true to yourself, you're actually having a good time. Um, so so, like, you're yeah. so relaxed, so happy, so yeah. kind of joy. It's nice, I kind of managed to trust my own ability and then it was kind of like, you know, if, if my best isn't good enough, then I can't do anything else. So, no, it was, it was a, I enjoyed competing, which is very nice to be able to say afterwards. I'm not, I'm not going to say that it wasn't stressful. It was stressful, but it was, uh, it was a fun stressful. So, oh, excited good. to get back to training now and get even better off, maybe. A week off. Yeah. And then back to training. Okay, guys, phew, it was an amazing weekend. It was really great to be part of the media team. If you're wondering what I was doing, I was writing some of the Instagram posts for the organisers, so thanks for having me, Ollie and Anna and the team. Hope that you'll invite me along again. Coming up soon on this podcast, I'm going to catch up properly with the programme athletes in preparation for the Games. So please like and subscribe. It all helps. Until next time, thanks for listening and... Bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.